We are on Chagiga Tes Amid Aleph, 9A3, in the first column in the Art School Gemara, is 9A3. This is just a warning for today's recording, and it should only be for today. The Gemara is a bit complicated, it, mostly because it involves a few different areas of halacha, which are not, uh, which are not uh, well known. And so it requires a little bit of a background and in terms of how to apply those other areas to our topic at hand. So it will be a bit complicated. The Gemara says on the bottom of the first column of 983 in the in the Arshul Gemara, What? How does this Tashlumen work? Meaning, to review, we have the Korban Chagiga. The Korban Chagiga is the sacrifice that's brought for the holiday, partially burnt on the altar, partially uh, we eat, we partake of it. Ideally, you bring it on the first day. If you can't bring it on the first day, you bring it on any subsequent day. So how does that work? There are two ways, conceptually, to understand how that works. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Tashlum and Rishon. Rabbi Yochanan says that best is the first day, ideally the first day. If you can't do the first day, the second day really is a compensation for your obligation of the first day. But really, the obligation is on the first day. You have an obligation on the first day. This also, I think we mentioned this in the last recording, this also applies to the mitzvah of going to the base of Migdash, of Ali al-Ragel, uh, three times a year of going to the base of Migdash. The obligation is the first day. If you can't do the first day, so then you should go any subsequent day, but you're fulfilling the obligation of the first day according to this first opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yoshia, Oshia Amar, Rabbi Oshia says, Tashlumin Zelazet. It's not that the first day is the obligation and any subsequent day is compensation for that, but really, there's an obligation every single day. You have to do it once. Best to do the first day because that's the first opportunity. You can't do the first day, so then <coughs> bring it the second day. Bring it a, a different day. Don't bring it the first day, but bring it... If you didn't bring it the first day, bring it the second day, and you fulfill your obligation of bringing it on the second day. Once the second day comes and you have not performed the uh, the mitzvah on the first day so the obligation is for the second day what's the difference ha, ha, who cares so my benayahu so what's the difference between them between these two different approaches so as we this came up also on daf Bays on the first page that we studied the difference is as follows let's say for whatever reason they are exempt on the first day so let's say it's somebody who is lame on the first day so they are exempt, but then they get better, they're healed by the second day. So according to the first opinion, so this is the difference. Ikibanayo, this is the difference. According to the first opinion, since you're exempt on the first day, and the obligation is really just the first day, it's just that any subsequent day is a way of making up for what you missed on the first day, but the obligation is really just the first day. Since you are exempt on the first day, even though you're healed and you're obligated on any subsequent day, the obligation is really just on the first day. You were exempt on the first day. You don't have to bring a sacrifice any other day of the holiday because it all goes based on the first day. Rabbi Oshia Amar, Rabbi Oshia argues and says, Rabbi Oshia says that no, every day is a new obligation. If you didn't bring it the first day, there's an obligation on day two. Didn't bring it the second day, obligation on day three. So it's true. On day one, you were exempt because you were lame. But you got better. Come day two, there's an obligation on day two. So therefore, there is an obligation for you to go ahead 
and to bring the uh, the korban on day two. Okay, so that is a difference between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Oshia. So again, Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion that since everything goes based on day one, the obligation is just on day one, if you are exempt on day one, it's as if you are not included in this korban, so you don't have to bring it any subsequent day, even if you are fit to bring it on any subsequent day, even if you have been healed. Rabbi Oshia argues and says that no, every day is its own obligation, and so therefore, even though the first day you've been exempt, you would be obligated on a subsequent day. Okay. So the Gemara now is going to ask on Rabbi Yochanan, and it's going to ask a question on Rabbi Yochanan based on a different statement of Rabbi Yochanan found in an entirely different area of Halakha. So just to review Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan has just said that if you are exempt on the first day because you're lame, so it's as if you're totally not involved in that area of Halakha, of the Korban Chagiga, such that if even if you become better by any other day, uh, so then you would still not be you would still not be obligated because on the first day you've been totally removed from the Korban Chagiga. So the Gemara is going to ask from a totally different area of Halakha where we see that even though you are exempt or it's not the time to do something, we still view you as part of the picture even though there is an, a technical external exemption. We say that you're part of the picture such that it has various ramifications in those areas of Halakha. So then we should say the same thing over here that even though you're exempt because you're lame, but still, you're still part of the picture, you still are involved in the Korban Chagiga, you still have an obligation, if not for the fact that you are lame. And so therefore, come day two, we should say that you're obligated because you, were, you really were obligated on day one. It's just that there was an exemption. So it was a technical exemption because you were lame. There was a technical exemption, but you really are considered part of the uh, obligation with an exemption. If you remove the exemption, so then you should be obligated. So day two, you've, you've been removed from the exemption, so then... You should be obligated. So we're going to see this other area of halacha, how we, even though you, you cannot perform a certain mitzvah, we say that you're still part of that mitzvah. What is that other area of halacha? So that's with regards to a nazir. <coughs> a nazir is somebody who has t- taken upon themselves uh, various uh, restrictions. They're not obligated by the Torah, but they took upon themselves various restrictions, like uh, not cutting their hair, not drinking wine, not touching or not coming into contact with a dead body, various restrictions that they took upon themselves. If they were to touch a, a dead body, if they were to for inadvertently, or, or if they would just touch a dead body, after they took upon themselves to become a Nazir, so then there was a process for them to become pure again, to become Tahar, and then to become a Nazir once again, to go back to becoming a Nazir. And that process is seven days of of where they, there's this process of seven days where they be, they become pure. On that seventh day, they go to the mikvah to become pure. And then they become pure. On the eighth day, from being in contact uh, with the dead body, on that eighth day, they bring a sacrifice. Once they bring the sacrifice, so then they could start their count again of being a Nazar. So let's say they promised to be a Nazar for 30 days. So within those during those 30 days, they touch the dead body. There's this process of seven days. They go to the mikvah on the seventh day, become completely pure. Eighth day, they bring a sacrifice. And then, then they start their count again. They start day one again to be, being, being a Nazir. So let's say they, 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 if they, they touch, they came in contact with the dead body a couple of times. Within the, they, they became, came in contact with the dead body. 
two days later, during the second day, they become in contact with a dead body. So then they would have to start that the whole process over again. They would have to go back from one to seven, and then on day eight, bring a sacrifice. But they don't have to bring multiple sacrifices if they if they came in contact with a dead body multiple times. They would just bring the same number of sacrifices they would bring if they came into the contact with a dead body even just once, because it's all part of the, the same situation. So the question of the Gemara is as follows. Let's say they came in contact with a, de- with a dead body on day 8. They already went to the mikvah, they became pure, they come in contact with a dead body on day 8. Do we view it that as though it's part of their original time that they came in contact with a dead body, such that they don't really have to bring... It's not like it's viewed as a new time that they're touching a dead body after they've started day one of being a Nazir. Right? Because day eight becomes the day one of, again, of the new counting of being a Nazir for, let's say they accept upon themselves 30 days. So then day eight becomes day one of the 30, of the 30 days. Do we say that it's a new day? It's a new cycle of them being a Nazir. Therefore, they, since they became impure again, so then they have to bring... M- they 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 have to bring two of this set of sacrifices that they they would bring as a nazir. The first one is when they first came in contact with a dead body. The second one is when they come in contact with a dead body on day eight. Because let's say a regular case is let's say they came in contact with a dead body on day nine. So then the whole process starts over again. They have to wait another seven days and bring sacrifices again. So they would have to bring sacrifices twice. So if they became in contact with a dead body on day eight. Do we view it before they brought the sacrifices for day eight? Do we view it as though it's part of the previous grouping such that they don't have to bring two sets of sacrifices? They would just have to bring one. Or is it part of the new cycle and then they would have to bring multiple times a sacrifice, one for the first cycle and one for the second cycle? Sigmar says, Is it true that Rabbi Yochanan really said that if you are exempt, you're not really viewed as part of that mitzvah? So Chizkiah says that if you became uh, Tame, if you touched the dead body on day 8, so then he would have to bring the a, a second offering. So if it's during the day, so then they become... They would have if they became impure during the day. It's already viewed as part of the new cycle because they're already obligated from the beginning of the day to bring the sacrifices from the first cycle. So it's viewed now. The entire day is now viewed as part of the new cycle. They would have to bring another set of sacrifices once they become pure again. However, if it happened at night, that previous night, i.e., the night between the seventh day where they went to the mikvah and the eighth day where they're supposed to bring a sacrifice, since at night you don't bring sacrifices, we don't bring sacrifices at night. So therefore, there's an exemption. Therefore, if they became Tameh, it's really viewed as part of the previous cycle, not part of the new cycle. However, Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan, Amar, Nami, maybe. This is turning the page to 984. Even at night, if they became impure, it's viewed as part of the next cycle. And the logic behind that seems to be that since it's nighttime, even though there's an exemption, you don't bring a sacrifice at night. So this is the, the, the scenario where there's an exemption. You do not bring a sacrifice at night because you're not allowed to bring it at night. Still, you're still viewed as part of the, you're in that parsha, you're a part of the, the category of bringing a sacrifice, which you're going to bring the next day. So since you're viewed as part of it, if you were to become impure, it's really now part of the new, the, the, the next time that you're starting off again, your whole cycle of becoming 
a Nazir, and therefore you would have to bring an additional sacrifice because you just became impure. It's not part of the old one, it's part of the new one. So, what we get out of this is that Rabbi Yochanan, we see from here, that Rabbi Yochanan seems to say that even though you're exempt because it's nighttime, we still view you as connected to the sacrifice that you're supposed to bring the next day. So since you became impure, it's connected to the next day. The next day is a new cycle of day one of you becoming a Nazir. So therefore, you'd have to bring an additional set of sacrifices for becoming impure. It's not part of the old one. It's part of the new one. So then we should say the same thing applies with regards to our area of Halacha, where on day one of the holidays, they couldn't, they were not obligated because they're lame. But still, even though they're not obligated, but they're still part of the area, this area of Halacha of of the Korban Chagiga. So then comes day two, when they do become obligated because they're healed, so then they should have an obligation because day one, they really are considered part of the Korban Chagiga, even though there's an external exemption, just like we find by the Nazir, they they are viewed as connected to the Korban, to that sacrifice, even though there's an exemption because it's nighttime. So the Gemara is going to answer this and say that really it's not a contradiction. Amr Abiyamir. Abiyamir says, no, Shani Tomadiyish Really, when it comes to nighttime, since there's an exemption, we don't say that they're viewed as part of the parsha. They're really not part of that. That they're not really not. They're really not connected to that area of halacha of of that sacrifice that the nazir has to bring the next day. They're not connected to that. What's going on here? There's a, there's an exception when it comes to the laws of purity and impurity. When it comes to impurity, if you're not able to do something when you're impure, right? So you became impure at night comes the daytime, that's when the obligation during the day is the, the only time where you become connected to the sacrifice. That's when the obligation begins to bring the sacrifices during the daytime. You were impure. So already from the very beginning, you weren't able, able to bring the sacrifice. It doesn't matter. We know that by Pesach Sheni, which is also its own separate topic, Pesach Sheni is the idea that on Pesach, they would bring the, the Pesach offering on Pesach. Those that were impure from before Pesach so then they would they would do it on they would bring that sacrifice a month later, which is called Pesach Sheni, because since they weren't able to bring it on Pesach Rishon, on our Pesach, so then we say they should bring it the next Pesach, and they were impure from beforehand. So this is a proof that even though they're not impurity, even if when you're impure and you're not able to perform a mitzvah, but you're still connected to it, such that we tell you to do it. A month later. So impurity, impurity is an exception to the general rule. In general, when you can't do something, you're not viewed as connected to that mitzvah. The exception to the rule comes to purity and impurity. If you're impure and you're not able to perform the mitzvah, we still say that you're connected to that idea. Just like by Pesach, we say that you're connected to Pesach such that we give you an opportunity by Pesach Sheni a month later to bring the sacrifice. So that's why Rabbi Yochanan over here says that if you became impure at night, so come the daytime, that's when the obligation hits. You, you never had an opportunity to even be, to, to, to perform the, the sacrifice. It doesn't matter. We say that you're connected to that, to that area of halacha because it's dealing with purity and impurity where we say that you're connected to it even though there was never a point in time where you were obligated. So Pesach, uh, impurity and impurity is an exception to the rule because of Pesach Sheni. The Gemara then says, well, it depends on how you understand Pesach Sheni. Is Pesach Sheni, the fact that you're allowed to bring the sacrifice a month later after Pesach, when you're impure, because it's really connected to the first holiday, or is it because it is a separate holiday, which is its own discussion? Again, this is a second time, uh, another time where it's a part of a larger picture. 
So Masuk Vlora Papa. Rapapa asks, Hanikhlamanda Amar Pesach Sheni, turning the page to nine B one. Pesach Sheni Tashlam and the Rishon who Elamanda Amar Sheni Regal Bifnei Atzmu who My Ika Lemeimar. So the the Gemara says, I understand the Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach, which is a month later, is connected to the first Pesach, because then it says that even though you don't aren't obligated because you're impure to bring the offering, but you're connected to the extent that you we allow you to do it a month later. But if it's really a separate holiday, it's just that it's only a holiday for people that were impure for the first holiday, but there's no connection between the first and second holiday, so then we can't prove anything with regards to the laws of purity and impurity to say that if you're not obligated in something, you're still connected to it, because it's, the reason why you, you bring the sacrifice on the second holiday is not because you're in, it's a reflection of the first holiday as to whether you're connected to it or not, but it's just its own holiday. So the Gemara goes and says, Ella Amar Papa. So, we basically rejected the whole idea that impurity and impurity is an exception to the rule because we can't prove from Pesach Sheni because maybe by Pesach Sheni it's not about whether purity and impurity is an, an exception to the rule to say that even though you're not obligated, you're still considered part of that mitzvah because Pesach Sheni might be viewed as a separate holiday. Rather, there's a different reason as to why Rabbi Yochanan said that if you become impure at night, that it's really part of this new cycle because Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion that nighttime, even though you don't bring the sacrifice, it's not really, it's a different type of an exception to the rule. It's, uh, sorry, not exception to the rule, uh, of exemption. At night you don't bring a sacrifice, but it's just, it's not because nighttime is inherently uh, uh, not connected to bringing sacrifices. It's just, that's not the time to bring it, but it's still, we still view you, if, if nighttime is all it is that's preventing you from performing the sacrifice, so then we say that you really are obligated in the sacrifice. As opposed to, let's say, somebody who is lame, when it comes to the Korban Chagiga, we say that if you're lame, so then you are exempt from the mitzvah, you're not connected to the mitzvah, such that come day two, even though you're healed, you would also be exempt. But when it comes to the nighttime, nighttime is just waiting it out. If you have to wait it out, so then, so then we say that you really are connected to the mitzvah. So the Gemara now asks on that another totally different area of halacha. Again, this is a confu- very confusing Gemara. Is this really true that Rabbi Yochanan says that nighttime, just waiting out for nighttime, is really viewed as as connected as just a, a, a waiting time? It's a, it's a holding time period, but it's really as though you are connected to the mitzvah. But when it comes to another area of halacha, but didn't Rabbi Yochanan say with regards to a different area of halacha? What is that area of halacha? It's what we call a zav. A zav is a man who has something similar to a seminal omission. It's not exactly a seminal, seminal omission, but it's similar to it, where if they have three of them over three days, so then there's an obligation for them to, to bring a... To first of all, to wait seven days so that they become pure, to then go to the mikvah, and then to bring a sacrifice on the next day. So that's what, with regards to a person who is a zav. Again, they have to have three days of uh, of this emission, something similar to a seminal emission, to have them become pure. They become impure to have them become pure, and then bring a sacrifice if they have it for three days. So we're dealing with somebody who already had a, this three time three three days of three seminal omissions. They're now waiting. Um, they became pure. They went to the mikvah on day seven. Now they're about to bring their sacrifice. So it's similar to the Nazar case 
where they are pure because they went to the mikvah on day seven. Now they're waiting to bring the sacrifice for day eight. And what happens? So let's say they now see a seminal, this a, a similar to seminal emission and emission uh, at night between day seven and day eight, and then they see two more during the day. So we say maybe if you saw two during the day, the first one is just a, a regular emission. The key is two and three. Emission two and three make it different than normal. And so since two and three happen during the day, so then we say that it's really part of a new cycle, and then you'd have to start over this uh, whole cycle again and bring additional sacrifices for seeing three times. But if you see Steinbelevachasbayom, but if you only see if you see two during at night and one during the day, Eno maybe, since you only saw one during the day, so then we don't say that it's viewed as though you saw three, that you saw two and three, because two and three have to happen during the day. When it's part of the new cycle during the day, you only had one, you only saw one during the day, so that doesn't count. You need to see two during the day to say that it's part of the new cycle. So they more asks, maybe if holds that nighttime is just is 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 just a temporary holding. It's uh it's not really as though you're not part it's you really are obligated in the sacrifices of the next day. It's just that we're waiting time period. So then even if you saw two at night and one during the day, or even if you saw all three at night, suggests Rashi, so then you should be you should be ob- it should be part of the new cycle and you should be obligated in new sacrifices. It should be viewed as a part of the next cycle because you've already been obligated in the cycle the sacrifices of the previous cycle come the beginning of the night. So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Yochanan answers that he, when he said this, he wasn't going according to his opinion. He was going according to the opinion that says nighttime really is an, ex- an exemption. It really is an exemption from the mitzvah. And therefore, since you saw twice a night and only once during the day, so then you wouldn't have to bring additional sacrifices. So the Gemara asks, if, if it's true that he's going according to the opinion that says nighttime is um, an, an exemption, so then it's obvious. What he just said is obvious. So the Gemara explains, No, we need it for the case of two at night, two during the day and one at night. Turning to page 92. Even in a case where uh, nighttime is viewed as as an, an exemption, you still need to teach me the case of where you have two during the day that is viewed as part of the next day. Because since you had one at night, you might have thought that you need to have all three during the day and not just one at night and two during the day. He's going to teach you the case of where you have all three, even if you have just two during the day and one at night, that would still make it that it's viewed as part of the next cycle where you'd have an additional sacrifices that you would have to bring. Okay, that is the end of the Gemara. This, it's, uh, unfortunately, I try to keep this under 20 minutes, uh, but this is a very, it's a difficult Gemara because it's discussing various, a lot of different areas of Halacha. Uh, the next Gemaras will be a lot simpler and uh, some very fascinating Gemaras will be uh, for the recordings for the remaining remainder of this week.